This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. It's official. Chicago has its first Asian-American alderwoman, Nicole Lee. Mayor Lightfoot's pick was unanimously approved as the new representative of the 11th Ward at the city council meeting yesterday. And the council had plenty to discuss between Lee's appointment, the ward remap, Chicago's gas tax, and narrowing bids for the city's first casino. Here to dig into those stories and more are WBEZ reporters Becky Vivi and Mariah Wolfel. Becky, you were live tweeting the meeting yesterday, so tell us what the energy was like at city council during Alderman Lee's confirmation. Sure. So there were actually two meetings. There was a committee hearing um, where many aldermen spoke, and then there was a full city council meeting. And it was interesting because I think a lot of them were a little bit self-deprecating about the job, Um, almost skeptical as to why Nicole Lee would even want this job. Um, In in a lot of ways, alderman is a thankless job, Mm -hmm. but it's a well-paid job. And, um, you know, a lot of them have held the post for many years, and it comes with, you know, a certain amount of power. And so while they were being kind of self-deprecating, you know, saying things like, my condolences and congratulations at the same time. Uh, you know, it was a mostly jovial welcome to the ranks kind of energy. I see. Were they asking her questions prior to the confirmation? Not too many questions. There were a few that asked uh, about her priorities. You know, what, what did she think was the most important thing for the 11th Ward? And to that, she really said, you know, I, she just wants to get up and running at the ward office and pick up anything that's sort of fallen through the cracks in the last, oh, you know, two months since the former alderman resigned. He, you know, had to resign the day after he was convicted in federal court of tax fraud. Mm -hmm. That's former alderman Patrick Daly Thompson. He's the nephew and and grandson of two of our former mayors daily. Um, And so, yes, when he resigned, that was right around Valentine's Day, and the mayor had 60 days to appoint a replacement in Nicole Lee. And so that that ward office really has been without a leader for, you know, the last two months. And so I think her priority, like she said, was just to get things up and running, constituent services, make sure that's being handled. And then she also said safety. You know, a couple of people asked, what what about safety? And she said that was uh, top on her list as Mm -hmm. well. And uh, looking at your tweets here, when asked about... uh her commitment to ethics looks like she was uh, sort of touting the importance of taking responsibility for your actions. Yeah, and, you know, many people have reported that she is the daughter of Gene Lee. He is kind of the unofficial, quote, mayor of Chinatown, folks have called him. Big in the community, an ally of the Dailies, you know, a former chief of staff to Mayor Richard M. Daly. Uh, in 2014, you know, he, he pled guilty to a financial crime as well, um, convicted of, of stealing from a charity uh, in 
2007-2008 and pled guilty to that charge in 2014. And, you know, she has responded. It's important to take responsibility for one's own actions. You know, we reported yesterday, uh, kudos to Mariah Wolfel's reporting, um, she, you know, found that Nicole Lee herself had run into some financial difficulties and filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy mm-hmm. in 2017, 2016, and was denied in 2017. And she even addressed that and, and said, you know, I am. Uh, I have paid my debts. I have cleared those expenses. Uh, court did deny her request for bankruptcy, so she did have to pay them. And yes, yeah, she she talked pretty frankly about her constituents shouldn't be concerned and that they should judge her based on how she does end up managing the eleventh ward. Right. Well, let's bring Mariah into this and pivot just a bit to the city's ward remap because that was also up for discussion yesterday. The deadline's been pushed again, right, Mariah? Yeah, I mean, it it was and it wasn't up for discussion yesterday only because, I mean, Nicole Lee, the new alder woman, finds herself kind of smack dab in the middle of this remap conversation because the 11th ward that she represents is, as you know, Sasha, going to become the first majority Asian ward in the city or is poised to do to be that because two competing map proposals that are up right now both would create that majority Asian ward. It's really like the main commonality between the two maps. So aldermen are curious about where she stands in this, you know, very fraught and drawn out remap debate. And so where we're at right now is, is, you know, a majority, not, not the majority that they need, but a large bulk of city council, 33 aldermen support a map that was drawn and supported by the rules committee, which Mm -hmm. is kind of the formal city process. And then there are 15 aldermen who are kind of dissenting from that process, who are pushing their own map. The real sticking point is how many Latino wards are going to be created based on new census data that show a rise in the Latino population. And so the latest is that both of these maps are now filed to be on a referendum in June. Aldermen have until mid-May to work out a compromise if they want to avoid that referendum. But it seems... I mean, the writing on the wall is that people will be voting on this mm-hmm. on the June 28th, you know, Illinois primary. I know you just talked about the, the question arising of where the new alderwoman stands, but has Lee thrown her support behind one map or the other? No, not yet. And, and, and I think she, you know, there are a lot of issues on her plate that we could we could talk more about. This is just one of the big conversations that's happening in city council that, that Lee will be affected by. And she has said, you know, she's seen both maps, but needs to look at them in more detail and needs to take a beat, get her ward office up and running before she starts to support either one. I mean, at this point, like, regardless of which map she throws her support behind, one alderman is not going to make a difference. They need 41 to agree on a single map Mm -hmm. and to pass that at this point. And so people are interested to hear what she what she thinks and which map she wants to support. But at this point, it's like we're we're headed towards a referendum. Um, Sticking with you for a bit here, Mariah, the mayor said that she was working on a proposal to address these ridiculous gas prices here in the city, Mm -hmm. uh, hinting at, Mm -hmm. you know, rolling back her increase of the city's gas tax, for instance. So why did that increase happen to begin with? Remind us. At the start of 2021, the mayor's pandemic budget, she increased the gas tax from five cents to eight cents per gallon. And she's now and that was, you know, for general revenue funds, for infrastructure funds that would, you know, help 
boost city's revenue and is now she's now thinking about scaling that back apparently although she has not come out with a firm plan there's been speculation that her plan is to roll that back at least temporarily mm-hmm. by by 3 cents but you know we saw this meeting that was on the books for earlier this week that kind of alluded to discussion of the motor fuel tax that meeting was canceled abruptly you know, late last week. And yesterday she told uh, reporters that she needed more time. And the mayor has has not said what her plan is, only that, you know, she is trying to think of ways to provide relief to to constituents, to, to residents yeah. um, as, as gas prices surge. Speaking of uh, providing relief, did she mention anything about what her 2019 opponent, uh, Willie Wilson, did when he gave away a million dollars at gas stations around the city? You know, I don't know if she's mentioned his efforts specifically, but obviously the mayor can't go out and and buy free gas for people. (laughs) And so she's she's in a difficult position trying to think of this from a policy perspective. Mm -hmm. And obviously gases, gas prices are influenced by global markets and so many things out of a local mayor's control. And so I think she's trying to was This was such a political move, right? So I was just curious. I think she is in an election year, and so you kind of have to view all of the things, especially policies that directly impact residents. I mean, if you're paying a ton for gas, the direct relief to residents' wallets is a great move in an election season. I'll just say that. But I I think that there's general consensus around the country among elected officials trying to Mm -hmm. trying to provide some relief. Becky, uh, we've talked on this show about uh, the handful of viable plans to build a casino here. How far are we in that process? Oh, well, if you ask some people, not far enough. Um, You know, this this process to get a casino built in Chicago seems to be taking longer than uh, many thought it would, though it was, you know, a long time in the making. For many, many, many years it was discussed at the state level. Will Chicago be able to build a casino? Then the legislation finally got passed, and now we are, I think, about just under two years or a little over two years into the process for choosing and selecting where a casino will be built and who gets to build and run that casino. Um, Last week, I believe it was, early last week, we whittled it down from five proposals to three. Um, So the McCormick plan, McCormick place um, options off the table. You know, they're they're out now. Surprise, uh, surprise. Left. I can recap them if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, are essentially, there's one run by Bally's at the old Tribune publishing plant, sort of near the Chicago Blue Line stop on the north branch of the river. And then there's the Rivers Casino at the 78, which is a new neighborhood uh, kind of being built along the south branch of the Chicago River. Both are near downtown. And then a third option that is also near downtown uh, in the south, between sort of Soldier Field and the South Loop, the Hard Rock at One Central, which is, again, another kind of big mega development that would go over the old Metro tracks. When can we expect the mayor to bring that down to one, one finalist? Yeah. Well, so what was interesting was also last week the mayor sort of surprisingly created a new committee in the city council 
uh, to handle all of the issues related to this casino development, everything from where new sidewalks are going to go to how tall the buildings are to which contractors and subcontractors are part of the construction work. That special committee is going to be made up of all of her hand-picked committee chairs and vice chairs. Um, It's actually like 30-some aldermen, but they're all, again, these appointed allies, mostly, of Mm -hmm. of her. And so, you know, some were criticizing that, saying, well, you're leaving... You're leaving a bunch of us out because right. we might actually have something to say that wouldn't go along or be a rubber stamp for you and kind of criticizing that she did that. She was saying she did that because to, to make the process move a little quicker, frankly. When when there are big developments like this, the, the comparison I'll give is the Obama Center was yeah. a big development on the south side. It had to go through like six different city council committees. You know, the transportation committee dealt with the sidewalks and the roads. The You know, the budget committee dealt with whether or not it got any city taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. Um, the zoning committee dealt with the parcels of land and what they were zoned as. And the mayor is saying now all of that is going to go through this special committee. And so they're saying they're hoping to kind of move the process along over the summer. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see if we get a, <laughs> a single winner anytime soon. Oh, for sure. Um, well, what else is Mayor Lightfoot focusing on, Mariah? I mean, one big thing that she was asked about yesterday is this inspector general search. Uh, The city's been without an inspector general who's responsible for, you know, investigating potential wrongdoing and holding the city accountable to taxpayers. We've been without one since uh, mid-October, and it was even, you know, long before that where the city knew that Inspector General Joe Ferguson was going to be leaving. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, the mayor said, soon, soon we will, she will come out with her pick for the new Inspector General, but that search is ongoing, and I think we've heard soon from her, weeks apart. Quite a bit, (laughs) yeah. Quite a bit. So I think she is, um, you know, that that is something that's a, a fire under her right now that she's trying to get done. I think the last I saw was the Sun-Times reporting that the search has been narrowed down to two candidates, according to their sources. Mm -hmm. So I think we're all kind of eagerly waiting to see when that's going to be concluded and wrapped up. Yeah, I think listening to you and Becky, the theme here is we'll see. (laughs) Per usual. (laughs) Mariah Wolfel and Becky Vivi from WBEZ. Thank you both for joining us. That's it for today's Reset. For more conversations about Chicago politics, news, and entertainment, subscribe to this podcast. And please give us a rating. It helps other listeners find us. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. And you can catch us back here tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.